Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 All right, let's do this. Let's do this. Three hours to try to cover as much ground as we possibly can on a Sunday morning into the final week of the college basketball season before the return of March Madness. We'll act outraged by things in the NBA for the next 24 to 48 hours and go back to either watching or not watching the season. And yet, here we are on a Sunday morning, and all I want to talk about is the NFL. We'll try to fit it all in live tonight from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. When you switch to Farmers Insurance, you could save a bundle. All you have to do is call 888-FARMERS. That's 1-888-FARMERS. And get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. I always get the hand up quick whenever uh, Jason or, or Jonas take a night off. I, I love this show. I love this shift to me. This is where the diehards of, of diehards hang out. This is where when you try to get off track and you try to tell stories about uh, maybe your kid getting in trouble or, or girl problems, you're immediately reminded that, hey, I'm up in the middle of the night, or I'm stumbling home for the bar. I need my sports. So we'll get to it. Uh, it, it I, am, I am fascinated right now with what's going on in the NFL. The problem is there is so many good things that are happening in college basketball. And then in, in my mind, maybe I'm alone on this, the NBA, that I hate ignoring to lead the show off two sports that are quote-unquote in session. The NFL news every single day steals the headlines, and understandably so. We are seeing conversations about quarterback movement unlike anything we've had in this league. We talked about this last Saturday morning, Perfett and I, 
uh, and I think Finley, no, uh, B. Finley wasn't with us, but Profet and I were, were filling on the fellas, and we were talking about the over-under that Adam Schefter had set, and he, he and Peter King in their Football Morning in America column a couple weeks ago for quarterback movement. In other words, how many different starting quarterbacks will we have for teams in 2021? And they put that number kind of just setting an over-under at 18, and Schefter took the over, and we took pen to paper, and we went through every single thing, and we came kind of close. Didn't quite get to 18. And, and with the Ben Roethlisberger news this week, I don't, I don't know if we'll get there. But just to even have that conversation to where you could be debating more than half the, the, the teams in the league shifting from their starting quarterback or making a move at the biggest position on the field. I mean, I, that's fascinating stuff. And then, I mean, come on, what's going on with Washington right now and Dan Snyder? We're counting down to the draft. We get in this draft cycle to where – uh, suddenly you have people that are just so starved for attention. They have to uh, they have to basically try to find a way to get that attention by coming up with the most ridiculous ranking system possible. I mean, I, I'm sorry, I'm not here to call anyone out, Chris Sims, but I watched college football, and if you put Kellen Mond in front of any of the five quarterbacks who are projected to go in the first round of this draft, I question whether or not you watch football this year. So we'll get to all of that coming up tonight, live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. But like I said, I feel like I owe it to the sports that are currently in progress, the, the sports that are currently on the court of play, in the field, battling as we speak, off-the-field conversations. I mean, listen, we're going to spend a lot of time on it. But to me, I'm really I'm trying to get all in on the NCAA tournament. I'm trying to embrace the weirdness that's going to take place. Now, we are, as I guess you could say, we're straight up a week away from the return of Selection Sunday, right? It was kind of, I was listening to Bernie Fratto and Straight Out of Vegas, and he had Aaron Torres on, and there were things for a guy that covers college basketball, like I do, it's kind of, you know, college sports is my regular beat, that I even came away thinking, what? There, that's what, what, what Torres was talking about is – you know, you have these teams that are going to be kind of on standby if you have a team that has COVID issues. Let's say, hypothetically, Duke is one of those first four teams out, and they embrace the, hey, if someone falls out, we'll, we'll continue the testing process and we'll be ready to go. Well, if, 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 say, hypothetically, a one seed has COVID issues and can't continue to play, they'll just slide right into that slot. That's insanity. But that's college sports. That's, that's where we are right now in 2021. So I'm trying to embrace that awkwardness. I'm trying to understand, you know, when we're – because we all love a sleeper. We all love to try to figure out who's going to be the team that comes from nowhere. I'm trying to figure out what the impact is going to be of essentially one site, right? I mean, you got one site for all four regions. It's wild, too, because for so many communities – for so many places across the country. Listen, I broadcast from Oklahoma. And my, I guess you could say, hometown in Oklahoma had always been Tulsa. Guys, Tulsa fought for years and years and years. They built a new downtown arena to try to get the NCAA tournament. I mean, it was a, almost cussed, it was a big deal to get the first and second rounds, or I guess at the time that was with the playing, second and third rounds, however they want to describe it, there. 
I mean, these these are major deals for, for cities. Now, we're without it for two years, and everything's just in Indiana. I, how does that affect the matchups? How does that affect the games? How does that affect the sport and the dollars that are coming in? I'm infatuated with that storyline. And then there's Old Faithful that you can always go to for a conversation about this college basketball season. Are we ready for watching teams that we're not overly familiar with, or will that be something that's an automatic tune-out for some people? This is sports TV ratings are in the tank right now. I know that the NBA is handled with kid gloves by those who cover it, and I've never really understood why, but their ratings are not good. There's reasons, I think, why. And we'll get to later on in the show, but college basketball has been equally as bad. And there's a part of me that thinks, boy, no sport seems to have suffered more without its fans in the stands than basketball. It, it brings the atmosphere. It brings the environment. With all that said, how much more could it hurt TV ratings when we're used to seeing the Dukes? We're used to seeing the Kentuckys. We're used to seeing the – I think UCLA is going to get in, and we can get into that later. The UCLA's of the world. We're used to seeing the Michigan States. I mean, is – Gonzaga's been there, so you got Gonzaga, but there's a there's not a lot of familiarity with a Baylor. You know, Illinois's been off the map for a while, even though that's a really fun team. So I, Arnie and I talk about this a lot on our Sunday night show here on Fox Sports Radio. How much will it hurt the NCAA's ratings, if that matters to you, to see that we're not seeing teams that we typically are are buying into at this time of the year? I, I, for one, I embrace it. I kind of dig it. I think it's great. I love I love that you have a bet where you can take Gonzaga and Baylor or the field. I mean, that shows you how good both of those teams have been throughout this season. I love the idea that we're talking about Alabama. And, and when we're talking about Alabama, it's not college ba- football. It's college basketball, and it's Nate Oates. I love it that you start to, to, to scan the landscape, and instead of uh, John Calipari and his one-and-dones, we're – in awe of what Eric Musselman has done at Arkansas, who's won 11 straight games, who might have the best one-and-done player right now in the SEC. I I love it that, you know, in in Big 12 country, sure, it's been Baylor all season long, not Kansas, but Kansas is starting to play better, and then lo and behold, the best player in college basketball has come to life in Cade Cunningham. I don't need Duke and Kentucky. I don't need North Carolina and Michigan State to be good to enjoy college basketball? I don't. But apparently I'm unique on that front. And, every, and it's funny, the, the old saying is, we want the sleepers in the first couple of weeks, or first couple of games of the NCAA tournament. Then everyone wants what they're familiar with. Okay. Well, we'll see. Because you're not going to get a lot of what the royal we are familiar with in the second to third rounds of the NCAA tournament. That's not saying there's a lot of upsets it's just laying out that a lot of these three and four seeds they're not going to be teams that we've typically talked about over the last decade in college basketball oh and I'll play the game I mean I'll buy it I've got a laundry list of sleepers that we can get into you know we still have conference tournaments coming up next week COVID has uh, tried to put those in peril but the NCAA you know, the, the one thing that they've done this year is a fantastic job. I mean, you know what? Actually, the, the, the credit doesn't truly go to the NCAA. It goes to the conferences and the member institutions 
for the COVID protocols that they've put in, the constant testing, the commitment to testing, you know, the commitment of these student athletes to buying into those those protocols, the social distancing. I mean, they've found a way, and it's not a workaround, it's just a safer way in order to minimize contact tracing. And don't get me wrong, it sucks, but it's basically going with a mask and a shield. You wear that, you're not you're not susceptible to contact tracing. But kudos to conferences, to to teams for the way that they've handled COVID. Now, let's see if the NCAA is able to to continue that and we don't have any issues that will affect one of the big time teams heading in to the NCAA tournament. So with all that said, who's hot? Who's a potential sleeper? Could there be a Kimba Walker slash Shabazz Napier type of run? A Danny and the Miracles? We'll talk about it coming up here from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. But since we're on sports that are currently in session, and since I'm trying to do my best to not get carried away and just go NFL for all three hours tonight, because Chris Perfett can attest, the first thing I wanted to know whenever I dialed in is what are the Lions doing at 7? And yes, I'm trying to sell myself on Zach Wilson, and I haven't been able to do it. I don't know what you people are seeing. And there's a lot of people that are much smarter than me. Yeah, great. Hey, guess what? He delivered DoorDash this offseason. That's awesome. You know who else did? Me. I mean, what? Oh, what a great. That's leadership, is it? What? So we'll get into the NFL draft and some players coming up in just a bit. But Adam Silver today held, I guess, in a roundabout way what could be considered the the state of the league because every time we get to an all-star break with a sport, every time, NHL, definitely baseball, obviously the NBA, NFLs is usually that week, that week before, uh, that week before the Super Bowl is when it happens, right? It's the we got to fix this sport. What's What's wrong with this sport? Where do we need to get better? Baseball is always the dumbest time, to be honest, in my opinion, because during the baseball season, it's, oh, well, we need to play fewer games. We need to do this. And then they play fewer games, and everyone loses their mind. So it's always fix the league, fix the association time during the All-Star break. And I was a little bit surprised that nobody asked Adam Silver if he's concerned about all, uh, well, not necessarily all-star ratings, but NBA ratings this season. I'm not. I just want to make that very clear. I want to save Authentic Allen a tweet to the show tonight. But I, I think it's worth noting that through the first 32 NBA broadcasts, TNT has averaged 1.4 million viewers. Compare that to what they were able to draw in 2019, that's 4.83 million. Yo, that's a dramatic drop. So what is it? Is it is it the fans? Is it the lack of familiarity with, with some of the new names? I don't know. Is it oh gosh, it was at first it was a bad thing that LeBron was was on the East Coast because he was playing too early, and then it was a, a bad thing that he's on the West Coast. I don't know. But I was jaw-droppingly shocked that it wasn't a topic of conversation today. Instead, the topics of conversation, which, and, and these are big issues. I'm not saying, but diversity in hiring. That's a big deal. There were questions about if, if he knew that LeBron was mad at him. There were questions that centered around things that I, I was like, I think there's major issues here with this league right now that we're not getting. 
are you going to require vaccinations for players? Like, okay. Can we talk about how he feels about where the league is right now? Can we talk about whether or not the biggest issue right now in the NBA is being addressed, and that's the over-officiation of this league? I'll, I'll die on the hill that I think the NBA is loaded with talent. Going back, I, I'll talk about Arnie a lot tonight because we do a show every Sunday night here on Fox Sports Radio from 10P to 1A in God's time zone, the central time zone. And his big fight is there's no stars in this league. It, there's, there's no Larry Birds. I disagree completely. I think it's as athletic and as talented as the NBA has ever been, ever been. But are, are we falling short in showcasing this talent? You know, what's happening? What's going on here? we're hand, handcuffing them because every time you touch someone, it's a foul in this league anymore. And I don't even know everyone's, oh, it's a flop. It's a problem with flopping. Flopping's not the problem. Officials who want to see themselves on TV all the time, that's the problem with this league right now. Let's get back to having some fun. But as, you know, with Typify, no one's really talking about that whenever they get with Adam Silver. It's like a buddy-buddy conversation. It's like, hey, Adam, you're the greatest. You're the greatest commissioner ever. You're going to require guys to get vaccines? I mean, come on. Put some heat on this guy. Make him answer some tough questions. We'll play some of it later on in the show. All right, so there's a little college troops. There's a little NBA to get things started. I'm Chris Plank sitting in for Jason Martin tonight. You can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Plank Show. Uh, obviously, you should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. And when we come back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios, I- I- I'm so fascinated with the complaining about quarterback movement, quarterback empowerment. So if you're mad, I've got someone to blame. I'll tell you next on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We could do college football if you want all night, Perfect. I could, I could do that. As we I'm welcome good. you back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios, call 888-FARMERS to switch and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. Yes, the crew is in tonight. Jason's out. Chris Perfett running the show. I like to say on the wheels of steel, but so much more than that. How has the consistent film breakdowns been of free agent targets for the Lions? Draftable prospects? Are you uh, knee deep in it right now? Not really. <laughs> it's yeah. it's not even the fr- I, I I save a lot of that stuff for the the turnover of the calendar. We're doing free agent stuff over at Pride of Detroit, right. but I am okay. not uh, I'm not throwing myself to the wall just because I also know for the Lions. And once again, we're clogging up the airwaves of Fox Sports Radio <laughs> talking about I- the Detroit Lions, but but they're not gonna they're not gonna make big splashes free agents. So I mean, yeah, it's gonna be cheap guys. I just want to be real clear because this is this is how I feel about things. The first tweet to the show tonight came from my man Brian, and Brian writes, Team LeBron and his squad is a lock to cover and smash Team Durant. Brian, I appreciate you participating. Uh, thanks for sending the note. I couldn't care less about the NBA All-Star game. I'd rather sit here and talk about what the Lions are going to do at seven in the draft, and if Dan Campbell is going to go out and make some free agent moves. I I listened today, guys. I'm not going to – I'll be very – I don't want to make anyone mad. No, no, It was no one on this network. Uh, I, like Bernie, right before we came on, they were given some numbers for the All-Star game. I dug it. I thought it was great. I was like, oh, okay, I can get into that. I listened to this dude today spend like two segments on betting odds for the MVP, and I'm just – You would think I forgot how to turn the channel on my radio because I was just glued. I was like, he's really not stopping. I I understand that, you know, we're we're omnipresent in our ability to to gamble on events. That's great. I love it. But really, we're going to spend that much time on the All-Star Game MVP? You know what? You know the best All-Star Game we had was last year. Why? They had that Eller scoring system. They're implementing it tomorrow. Should be fun. How much more do you want to talk about it? I don't. Sorry to, to dump all over the All-Star game. Ryan Bershinger producing the show tonight in the Farmers Insurance Studios. Socially distanced from Chris Perfett. Good morning. Do we say morning or evening at this point, Ryan? I, I guess it's morning now. It, it's fine. It's, it's 1230 here on the West Coast, so technically morning. That's You're okay. more of a hoops guy, right? Does it make you mad whenever I say I don't care about the NBA All-Star game? Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a, ba- a baseball guy. So, oh, okay. Oh, uh, no. So, no, it doesn't. You, you already know about trying to stay up through boring events, so you'll do great during this show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Though, I, I, I can't lie to you. I can't lie to you. I have watched more spring training games this year than I ever have. I don't know if it's the seven-inning thing or watching the awkward ways from the dugout to the other – Coaches are the fact that I still can't get used to a guy playing third base wearing number 73. <laughs> but I've, I've watched a lot of baseball. That's good. That's I, I love spring training. I, I do enjoy out here on uh, in the L.A. area, the Dodgers and Angels are the only two teams in Major League Baseball that actually broadcast every single one of their spring training games, which is very nice. And now more of L.A. can actually watch the Dodgers, uh, nice. which is which is also nice. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're a little spoiled out here. I, I love uh, random middle-of-the-week baseball games, so I've been watching a lot of spring training. It's fun. Two, two o'clock Central Time in the afternoon yesterday, 
Uh, no, not yesterday, Thursday. I'm sitting watching the Dodgers and the Royals play. And my my wife is just perplexed. She because she's not really a sports fan, which is crazy. I always find a way to to either date or marry people that aren't sports fans. But she goes, "You're really watching baseball?" She kind of looks at the screen. She goes, "This isn't even the regular season yet." I'm like, "I know. I don't know what's going on either. I I can't stop." You get sports on maybe because we baseball with fans. Maybe that's part of it, Ryan. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I want to see my guy Sheldon Noisy make the team. I don't That's, know. There we go. There we go. I'm I'm down with Noisy. He uh, he put up really nice numbers in 2019 in AAA and and he's a guy who could who could definitely uh, break the roster at some point and provide some good depth for the Dodgers. I like Look Noisy. at me, Sheldon. Look at me talking you up. And of course, the uh, the man who will keep you up to date all night long if any news breaks. We got a lot to get to from college basketball. Both he and I are trying to figure out what's going on with our respective teams after that gut punch. And Pauly Pavilion tonight, yes, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Finley, B. Finley, in on updates tonight. Chris and Chris P., first of all, his Trojans absolutely demoralized the Bruins. And What? Perfett's a USC fan? He's a USC guy. I, I recently adapted just because I finally had a okay. school to – I'm, I'm getting the, I'm getting the uh, graduate school shooting okay. pretty much. Okay, there you go. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, that one hurt today, though, Brian. That oh. w- it hurt because we were down our top score. Johnny Juzang averages 14 points per game. He sprains his ankle or, or whatnot the day before this game. And then the first time we played USC earlier in the season, we had one of our bigs sprain his ankle the game before. So – We've had major injuries day before playing the Trojans twice. This one hurts because it's three straight losses going into the conference, and we're down one big, and then Chris Smith, who was supposed to be our best player. So Mick Cronin was was fiery in the postgame press conference, let me tell you. So I have discovered this new website for college basketball fans. Uh, It's called Bracket Matrix, and it's probably not a new website. It's new to me. And I won't lie to you guys, I didn't realize how many bracketologists were out there, and I didn't know that was truly a thing. But this has, at the very least, like a a hundred different bracket people. UCLA still comfortably in. An average of a a nine seed. Are you feeling comfortable with them being in right now, Brian? I am. Yeah, I would say so. They're going to finish fourth in the conference regardless. And they had a chance even going into the game on Saturday to win the Pac-12 regular season title. So with a team that's going into their last regular season game with a chance to win a Power 5 conference regular season title, I got to get them in. That doesn't mean I'm not a little bit worried and fretful (laughs) of how this might parlay itself into the conference tournament and what the Bruins can show because right now there's too many defensive breakdowns They had three in their last three games, Chris, on the road, Colorado and Oregon, and then the home game against USC. The Bruins had leads deep into the second half and blew every single one of them. It's been so demoralizing, and this team does not have that leader to hold them accountable because Chris Smith is out with an ACL injury, and we don't know if he's coming back or he's going to try to jet to the NBA. So that's another storyline. Well, uh, I still subscribe to the Book of Lenardi. So we'll we'll watch as they comfortably sit as a 10 seed, according to <laughs> Joe Lenardi, and in the NCAA tournament. So there's the crew tonight. We got a lot to get to. 
Uh, when we come back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios, I must dive into some NFL quarterback talk. There has been so much buzz about trying to figure out why. Why are these quarterbacks wanting to be moved? Why is their voice either being heard or not being heard more? Why, why, why? I'll tell you why next. But first, Brian Finley's got us an update on everything that took place in the world of sports today. Thank you, Chris. And with no NBA on Saturday because of Chris's favorite event, the NBA All-Star Game on Sunday, UFC took center stage on Saturday night, UFC 259 to be exact. And Jan Blahovich recaptures the light heavyweight title after punking Israel Adesanya by unanimous decision. And then earlier, Amanda Nunes undercutting Megan Anderson. This was an absolute brawl in a one-sided affair, winning by submission in the first round to retain the featherweight crown in college basketball plenty of action on saturday notre dame gets the upset over 11th ranked florida state 83 to 73 the fighting irish had five players score in double figures 17th ranked oklahoma state vexing number six west virginia 85 to 80 the cowboys playing without kate cunningham their star as he is dealing with a sprained ankle Providence with a tip in late to stun number 10 Villanova 54 to 52. Number 21 Virginia bags the ACC regular season title after stapling Louisville 68 to 58. North Carolina dominates Duke 91 to 73 as the Blue Devils are 11 and 11 on the season and are going to need a lot of help in their upcoming conference tournament if they want to make the NCAA journey. Meanwhile, as we just mentioned, USC hits a last-second three-pointer made by Taj Eady. He was draped in the corner, still made it over Jalen Clark with under five seconds to go as the Trojans come out of Westwood with a win against their rival UCLA 64-63. to And NASCAR Cup Series race is in Las Vegas today on Fox TV. And the green flag drops at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Let's get back to our guy, Chris Plank. I'd rather talk NASCAR. <laughs> Hot NASCAR NBA. talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, listen, I, I, I appreciate it. I watch the NBA every night. I did the All-Star games. Like, okay, great. Awesome. Let's debate who's going to be the MVP. What are we doing <laughs> as we come to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios? Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. Okay. Have, have I done enough with, with college basketball and the NBA to allow myself, Perfett, to, to throw some NFL in here? I mean, you think I've, I've covered that gambit enough? Or There's more coming, don't get me wrong, but am I, am I okay to Why on earth would you be t- in trouble talking about basically the main sport okay. that carries national well, sports talk radio? Listen, I, I, just, I, tr- I overthink these things. I really do. I'll sit around during the day, and when I have a show like I do tonight, then Arnie and I, or this morning, I guess, and then when Arnie and I tonight, I... I want to try to hit on everything. I'll see people that complain on Twitter because, listen, if you complain on Twitter, I mean, that's that's what drives everything, right? People that complain on Twitter. No, listen, there, there's no other sport out there that will make every, every sports talk radio host I've ever listened to in my life sit up and go, this is why it's the greatest league in the history of sports leagues because we're always okay. talking about it all the time, and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy uh, for better or for worse, but, you know, there's never a bad time to talk NFL. Okay. All right, beautiful. Then let's get after this. This has been unprecedented in what we've seen already this offseason with quarterback movement, right? Carson Wentz, who was 
and, and he got benched last year, but he was the starter in Philadelphia, gets traded to Indy. Not, doesn't even get a first-round pick, though it's likely that'll end up being a first-round pick next year. A massive trade involving Matt Stafford and the Rams, in which a, a Super Bowl quarterback goes to the Lions and a guy that, in some people's mind, had been a perennial underachiever based on the talent around him and Matt Stafford, which I do find interesting in that comparison, which uh, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll go inside the minds of someone who covers the Lions and a Lions fan later on in the show. And then suddenly, Deshaun Watson, it goes from a, a murmur to a roar that he wants out in Houston. Then suddenly, uh, Russell Wilson is firing these veiled shots, uh, became not so veiled. And then articles are being written about how he's unhappy. And the next thing you know, we're looking at a situation now to where I, we're going to see quarterback movement. We already have. We're going to see more unlike we've ever seen. And everyone wants to point to one reason. Well, I'll give you one reason. I don't think there's one singular reason. I think every single one of these instances has kind of a story of its own. Deshaun Watson, he's won with the Texans. Now, they haven't made it past, what, the second round of the playoffs, but he's won some games. That's been a pretty good franchise outside of last year. But I could understand, of all the things that happened with it, Deshaun Watson and Matt Stafford saying, hey, I want to go, and kind of the, can I say the subtle way, that, that Matt Stafford seemed to handle it before it got out, I think that's, I understand that. I get that. Deshaun Watson isn't happy with ownership in Houston. They, they asked him if he wanted to be involved in the GM and coaching searches. They didn't involve him. They hired guys. He wants out. I'd be mad, too. I'd be mad, too. Now, I always think financially, I would not be very mad sleeping on a pillow of millions and millions of dollars, but that's me. I'm money hungry. Matt Stafford, on the other hand, gave a majority of his career to the Lions. Yeah, the Lions had some talent around him. It never really uh, escalated to the level of being a Super Bowl contender. He wants to go somewhere where he thinks he can win. His career is in its twilight. Good for him. He goes to the Rams, and who knows? Maybe it's a Tom Brady-type situation in Los Angeles this year. That makes sense. Carson Wentz. I mean, it had been a disaster the last couple of seasons. It's just bad. They, have, they fire the coach. They bring in the new coach. And whatever it was that the new dude saw on tape, he was like, we got to move on from this guy, the Eagles. Eagles don't even have a starting quarterback right now. Don't give me this Jalen Hurts is their starting quarterback. I love Jalen to death. He's not a 16-game or if we're now talking 17-game starter in the NFL if you want to go to the playoffs. Love him to death. You're not going to the playoffs with him. So – I'll give you one reason why I think you've seen this, and this one maybe relates more to the Russell Wilson saga. I think you point the finger at Tom Brady. I really, do. and that's in not a bad way either. I'm not one of, I'm not, I'm not going my man Rob Parker on you here. It's not how dare you, Tom. I think a lot of, a lot of guys looked at what Tom Brady was able to do in Tampa, and their frustration ratcheted up a bit because of the mindset of why not us? Why? why? How could, how could he go to Tampa, a team that was perennial losers, which, by the way, they, they, they built a pretty solid roster. I mean, it, that defense was legit, as we saw in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. And they had a quarterback that, in addition to throwing 30 touchdowns last year, threw 30 picks, or they might have been a playoff team with Jameis Winston in 2020. Uh, pardon me, 2019. Regardless, I think a lot of people, and maybe more specifically a guy like Russell Wilson, saw that, and it's like, well... Is that all it takes? 
is going somewhere that's got either a good defense or has some pretty good personnel around you, get me out of here. Let's go. And, you know, these stories that are being written, oh, Russell Wilson was so mad at the Super Bowl. You could tell. I'm sorry, but maybe this is like some old man get off the porch mindset. But if you show me a current player on a team that's not in the Super Bowl, having to take part in events around the Super Bowl, I don't want him smiling and happy. I want him pissed that he's not there. I don't think that's his story. Oh, Russell Wilson was so mad that he wasn't playing. Good. He should be. You should be mad if your team isn't playing in the Super Bowl. Hey, Bill, that's as upset as I've ever seen him. Awesome. You should be. But I, I can't help but thinking that the part of all of this Wilson saga and drama that, that I do buy into is that there is some frustration in seeing a guy like Tom Brady leave what had been a pretty solid situation that he was in and go somewhere else and have immediate success. Now, I don't know if, if they dig into the, the actual roster and kind of see the makeup of the team and realize that, you know, not every team has Levante David and Devin White surveying the middle of the field or Jason Pierre-Paul getting after the quarterback with Indomitian Sue and Shaq Bear. They're suddenly rejuvenated careers. I, I don't know how in-depth a guy like a Russell Wilson looks at that saga and says, ooh, okay, well, maybe it's more than just Tom Brady. But I, I really think that there's a, a handful of guys, specifically Russell Wilson, that looked at it and said, if Tom can do it, Maybe I can go to a situation that I'm not stuck in. And maybe that's the bigger story here. Maybe seeing Brady leave New England, not so much about just doing it with Tampa, but not doing it in the place where he had for forever, for 20 years. So I think it's a fascinating side story. I'm not trying to get too into it. I'm not trying to suddenly say, yeah, that's that's the reason. But it is interesting that all of these kind of feel-good think pieces about Russell Wilson center around his attitude and how he was at the Super Bowl. Maybe they think, I'm not trapped in this situation. I can get out. I can go do this somewhere else and maybe, just maybe, have more success. And also, it'll give you another reason if you hate Tom Brady to blame him for something, right? All right, when we come back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios, from the pros to the college ranks, who knew, when did they know, and what do you do now? It's a mess in Lawrence. We'll tell you about it next on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Coming to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. It's the Jason Martin Show. I'm Chris Plank sitting in. The the regular crew, the starters are still here. You just have the, uh, I guess, the backup in for Jason tonight. Though I'm I'm really fired up to get into some NFL free agency talk because we're what now? Less than two weeks away from the start of the legal tampering period. By the end of this week, all the franchise tags will be figured out, and then you hear all these stories about how how much salary cap trouble teams are in, and then magically they'll be fine. I'm telling you, dudes, I don't think the salary cap exists. I really don't. Not, everything always seems to just find a way to slide right under the salary cap. But if, if we'll the Saints are somehow hour. able to slide out from underneath it, nothing nothing matters at that point, right? Because <laughs> they started they started February right what 110 million over the cap. That's right, and that's right. It's just it's disappearing by the day. I'm I'm just telling you. My my benchmark take is that the salary cap doesn't exist. It's just something that's thrown out there to try to confuse us sports fans. And if the Saints, Rams, and Eagles, who are all 20 mil or more over the cap, the Eagles are 25 mil, the Rams are 29 mil, the Saints are, oh, by the way, they've done a good job of getting it down. They're only 43 mil over the cap. If they magically fix things, then, yeah, so. Something's fishy. Doesn't make a lot. I think I've seen one story ever where a team got in trouble for being over the cap. I think it was the Cowboys. No, no, I'm sorry. It was Washington. It was Washington like a decade ago. Now it never happens. Hmm, interesting. Though, uh, I will say, we have to get to the Daniel Snyder story at some point this evening. Hey, when you can't make friends do it the old-fashioned way, buy them all right there's some problems speaking of buying things in lawrence kansas tonight in my beloved big 12 country now let's be very clear here because some of you might not know this kansas does have a football team and it's not very good and their head coach les miles has not only struggled as a football coach but apparently he has struggled as a person. Miles has been placed on administrative leave, and the university will conduct a full review to determine the appropriate next steps on his future. That's according to Jeff Long, the athletic director at Kansas. There was a report that was made public based on some really solid 
capital J, big J journalism work by the people at USA Today from an LSU report in 2013, which when you hear stories about speaking up and stepping forward and, and, and you need to make your voice heard on issues like harassment, the way that this story was handled is why so many people are hesitant to come forward and make their voices heard. Because LSU had basically buried this thing. They tried to redact a lot of stuff from the initial report. And, L- I mean, USA Today had to really dig and scratch and claw through a couple of separate FO, Freedom of Information Act claims to even get this news. Now, as you're supposed to, Les Miles' attorney has fired back against Kansas, saying that, quote, before the release of the report this week, Kansas had been provided with significant information supporting the conclusions in the report. KU also had performed thorough due diligence before hiring Coach Miles. Kansas's decision to put less miles on administrative leave is both disturbing and unfair. Now, I've said this a lot on, on the show, and Perfett and I have joked about it. If there is one person that I probably disagree with the most on Fox Sports Radio consistently outside of Arnie Spanier, it might be my man Jason Smith. But Jason hit this one on the head earlier in the week. When the report became public and – Miles was accused of inappropriate behavior towards female students and come to find out his punishment was that he was not allowed to be around female student workers or female students without supervision or without someone being with him. How does that guy keep a job? And we're, we're not going back to 1990. We're not going back to 1970. We're going back seven years Seven years, that's it. So LSU looks bad in this, and they should. Les Miles looks horrible in this, and he should. But Kansas, Kansas may look the worst because if these reports are true, they knew how detailed and how bad this report was, and not only did they hire him anyway, but they stood behind him. Okay, there's a debate to have if he's 18-3 and three and not 3-18. and 18, Is this a different story? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. And Kansas is going to be looking for a head football coach sooner rather than later. All right, when we come back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios, who's going where? Who's moving next? We're talking quarterbacks next. Chris Plank and for Jason Martin on Fox. We're getting mad over a hat. We're doing this again, people. What is your problem? Talk about it coming up live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios, call 1-888-FARMERS to switch and you could save an average of $470 on auto insurance. That's a lot of money for a quick phone call, don't you think? Average nationwide annual savings survey data, July to December 2020. We are farmers. A lot of quarterback talk tonight from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. I, I can't get enough of this. I can't. I mean, I'm I'm looking at free agent projections during the break. That's what I'm doing. And then I'm reading this story. Dateline Zona, Dateline Phoenix. 
there is always some fun anger-inducing takes when it comes to the ball cap a certain player might wear. For instance, what was it, uh, Jalen Hurts earlier this year whenever he was doing a, a meeting with the Philadelphia meeting, had on, what, a Houston Astros ball cap? Everyone lost their mind. It's, like it's a it's ball cap. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, I think we're going back almost a decade now, wore a Miami Dolphins hat. I'll never forget, I was... I think like most people, you, you have your roots where you started, and I was big on covering signing day. And one day, well, Felix Jones, who played for the Cowboys, was signing with Arkansas, and he showed up to signing day wearing an OU stocking cap. And everyone thought, oh, my gosh, he's going to OU. Felix Jones said, yeah, it was, it was cold. Kenneth Murray used to wear a Raiders hat all the time. Current Chargers linebacker. I'm mean, like, hey, you're a Raiders fan? He's like, no, no, it just looks good on me. Which is why I, I, I get, I can't help but laugh when we get outraged by things like this, especially with the latest story involving Kyler Murray. Now I won't lie to you, I think this is, I think this is one of these stories that gets drummed up by those who have decided they're building this hill that Kyler Murray is eventually going to leave football for baseball, uh, and they're going to die on that hill, regardless of how good he looks on the football field. But uh, Murray wore an. Oakland A's hat at a Phoenix Suns basketball game this week. And it, I, can I just, I mean, I'm not here to like call people out, but Mike Florio wrote, that's significant because the A's made Murray the ninth overall pick in the 2018 draft. Maybe he likes how the hat looks on him. Maybe it's a comfy hat. I mean, why? Why does every single outfit choice have to be some sort of statement? I mean, I'm wearing, I'm wearing those. I don't. They're not called blue blockers, but I'm wearing the the glasses that don't hurt your eyes when you look at your computer right now. Oh my gosh, am I saying something about technology? No, I just I like them. They I can read better. Kyler Murray wore an A's hat. This must mean that he misses baseball and he wants to play both sports. Well, let me fill you in on something real quick from a dude that's covered Kyler Murray for a really long time. Kyler Murray has always wanted to play both sports. I mean, it's, it's never been a secret. In fact, when Kyler Murray was at Oklahoma, he wanted to play basketball too. He wanted to play all three sports. Now, I don't know if he was as good on the basketball court as he was in the baseball and the, the football field, but that's just what he's always known. That's what he's always known. And I just... It's not, it's not in the cards. I get it that we're, we're in a very content-hungry time. I understand that we're all trying to find ways to up either our, our clicks or our downloads or our listens. But Kyler Murray wearing an Oakland A's hat to a Phoenix Suns baseball game, or a basketball game, excuse me, is one of the funniest non-stories I think I've ever seen in my life. You can go back to what he said he misses baseball. I'm sure he does. I'm sure every single time that a 350-pound defensive tackle drags him off across the backfield. I don't know, 350 might be in a little bit too much. Uh, a very athletic 320 defensive end hammers him and buries his right shoulder into the ground. Yeah, I'm sure he misses baseball. But, I mean, I, the fact that he wore an A's hat to a Suns game is, is generating some sort of conversation. Hey, the Oakland A's, 
really did Kyler Murray a solid. They could have fought and, and really made it rough on him after they took him in the first round of the NFL draft to be able to just walk away. And I'm sorry, I just I, – I know how some people feel about Kyler Murray, especially on this station, Ben Maller. But the dude, if he stays healthy, is going to be a rock star. I mean, he, this, this kind of talent is special. I know he's short. Breaking news, Kyler Murray is short. But he can make every throw. And now he's starting to, to better understand the league. So just, just let's, let's calm down. I mean, I, I don't know why, but it's like the, 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 the lady, girl, woman, whatever, that came out when Tom Brady threw the Lombardi trophy. Right? And she said, my dad made that trophy. That is disrespectful. Okay. Thanks. See ya. Not every story has to be a headline story. Not every story has to have an article written about it. Not every story deserves our air in order to talk about it. I mean, I feel like we spend more time as a, as a royal we, and maybe social media is part of this. Maybe it's just because we have more news at our fingertips. Maybe maybe this is old man Chris Plank yearning for the days of not getting our news till the newspaper comes out the next day and having to write letters to the editor. I don't know. But, man, we want to find anything to be mad about, and we have to have a take on everything. Sometimes it's just, hey, the dude liked that hat. Or, all right, you're mad. Great. We're going to keep celebrating the championship. I just... I'm at a loss on this one. I mean, it's not like if Kyler Murray showed up to a Phoenix Suns game and as a member of the Arizona Cardinals, he was wearing a Seattle Seahawk hat. Then I think you can have a conversation about, whoa, what's going on here? Why, did, did people freak out when Jalen Hurts wore a Houston Astros hat to think he's going to play baseball? I mean, I get it. He didn't get drafted in, in, in the MLB, but still, hey, calm down. I, I have now I have decided every time I fill it on this show, if I ever see a professional athlete wearing a hat of a team that's not his team, I think we need to have a headline story about it. I think Brian Finley needs to break in, and I think we need to go all in. 24-hour wall-to-wall coverage. Now, speaking of the quarterback situation uh, across the league, who's next? That's the big question. Which move is going to be made next? Now, as you heard here on Fox Sports Radio this week, Mike Bidwell, the owner of the Arizona Cardinals, who I think has done a pretty nice job. I mean, I I remember a time whenever the Cardinals were in St. Louis, uh, and they were a joke. They were a laughingstock. Even when they first moved to Arizona and they were the, the Phoenix Cardinals before they became the Arizona Cardinals, it wasn't going so well. But when Mike Bidwell took over the team, they've been, they've been a pretty good football team. Been a, they've been a contender. The Cliff Kingsbury hire, uh, we'll see. But Mike Bidwell had this to say this week about what's going to happen over the next few weeks in the National Football League. I think there's going to be a seismic shift in, in talent across the NFL. You've got teams that are projected to be well over the cap. You've got teams projected to be well under. Uh, you know, I know every free agent or potential free agent out there is thinking, well, they're, they're not going to get uh, released, but, you know, they're going to be a bunch of surprises for people here in a few weeks when, um, when everybody has to get under the cap and free agency starts. Again, get under the cap. That's funny, making us believe that the cap is a real thing. So, Profet, I'll start with you. 
Do you expect this madness? Now, I know we've spent a lot of time in the quarterback situation, and we've seen a few names that aren't quarterbacks, Rich Incognito, Gabe Jackson, Kyle Van Noy. Uh, I think there's been a couple of receivers across the league that have been cut. Do you expect this to be as as much of a bloodletting as Michael Bidwell has laid it out to be as uh, far as free agency in the NFL or no? No, not really. Um, I think <clears throat> I <clears throat> sorry, oh, one second. You good? Yeah, Stand I'm down. fine. I just had Sniper. something. No, I I had I had something in my throat. Um, so here's here's the thing, and this is this is why because I've also heard this in regards to the cap. Go ahead. A, a lot of teams are kind of waiting to see what the actual number is going to be, and because of the television deal that the NFL is working on right now, I think we we haven't really hit that point that I think some teams are getting a late start on free agency. Usually by now, you see a lot of teams who have made these agreement in principles but they can't actually do anything until the calendar rolls over or the tampering period but they they nobody can really do anything because nobody knows what the actual cap number is going to be yet the NFL hasn't said that because a lot of people started the year said hey the cap's going to go down and now people are looking at the money that might be there for this new television deal for NFL and it might go up but nobody is certain on it yet so I, I don't think it's going to be as much of a bloodbath. And we're already seeing that, especially at the quarterback position, guys are like Ben Roethlisberger is taking less money. He's coming back. I don't know what's going to happen with Drew Brees in New Orleans. And I, I continue to contend that all the talk of Russell Wilson moving out of the Seahaw, uh, out of Seattle this year is just smokescreen. I, I think a lot more guys are going to stay put and just free agency will – it'll get hot, but it'll take a little time to heat up. I bring it up because we are now, as the calendar turns to March 7th, two days away, and it'll be what Monday at 3 o'clock Central, 4 Eastern, when you have that deadline for franchise or transition players. And then, math, let's see, 7 to 15, to carry the one, that'd be 8. And there's going to be some four. big ones there, too. Like, sure, you know, sure, People yeah. are talking Allen Robinson, right. Kenny Galladay, or the right. Bears going to franchise – a um, Allen Robinson or the Lions going to franchise Kenny Galladay, big wide receivers that will completely sure. change the wide receiver market if both those guys get tagged. Then from the franchise tag, you know, we mentioned we're only a couple of days away from that deadline. We're eight days away from the start of that negotiating window when free agency hits. Now it's a few years. I'm sorry, a few days before the new league year officially starts. It's got to be the dumbest thing we've ever labeled anything, but it fits. Because teams were doing it anyway, now we just officially made it a kind of a two-day window, and then the new league year begins on March seventeenth at four Eastern. So that's Mike Bidwell's take. I, now, Ryan, I know that you and I are all into trying to make sure Sheldon Noisy makes the Dodgers at some point this of year. But are you expecting this to be as as wild as it's kind of been laid out to be with free agency and player movement? Um. <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. I, I kind of look, and obviously because of, uh, of the way the salary cap is handled, I, I kind of contextualize it in comparison to what we just saw with the, the baseball offseason, mm-hmm. in which uh, really only four teams apparently exist anymore because they were the only people who did anything. So I, I understand that there, there's, there may be some hesitation in terms of what will happen, uh, in terms of how, how active teams will be. Uh, ultimately, I think it's going to be fine. You know, as 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 uh, as we saw with the baseball offseason, uh, teams will like pretend that they don't have money. And sure, yes, the teams lost money this past season, but at the end of the day, they still very much have the money. Uh, I think that the NFL 
teams are going to spend as normal. I think everything's going to be fine. I do like the use of the term contextualize. I think that's <laughs> big time to fit into a show. Uh, the four teams that are Dodgers, Mets, Padres, who am I leaving out? That the Blue money? Jays. Blue, Blue Jays. Jays. That's right, Blue Jays. All right, and then, uh, you know, I, I love a big story, right? And I love whenever we're, we're able to build it up. And this is going to be the craziest offseason that we've ever had. And everyone that's going to going to want to move is going to move. And Michael Bidwell is coming on Fox Sports Radio and saying it's going to be unlike anything we've ever seen before. But Brian Finley, are we setting ourselves up for a major letdown as far as player movement? I think we are. I really do. I'm with, that too. I'm with Chris P. as far as the Russell Wilson stuff. I just think he's throwing his feelings out there to pressure the Seattle franchise to give him some more power over the organization. And how long is it going to be? Until the organizations start giving these players like percentage and ownership uh, of of the franchises, I wonder if we're going to get to that point when you talk about player empowerment in the NFL, and if that's something that they're going to start requesting more of. Boy, I'll tell you what: when they do that, you are really going to have <laughs> yeah. guys that are going to want a lot more say on things. Yes. Really I don't, I don't even know if it's a player say. empowerment as fu- as much as like this is what the NFL wants at this point. They want these, you know, rosters turn over a lot faster these days, and I think teams kind of appreciate that flexibility. That you know, rebuilds don't take that long anymore. Yeah, guys aren't playing together for like ten years or whatever. But at the same time, you can if if you're at the pits, you can quickly flip it around and two, three years, whereas for, like, an NBA rebuild project, that's still, like, you're looking at, like, five, seven years before you even know what you got with your guys. And you can do it in a in a, in a couple of ways now, too, right? Yeah, it can either I mean, be uh, trying to draft and, and stock up draft picks, or you can go out and spend in free agency, and if you make a mistake, you might be able to transition pretty quickly away from that guy, a la Kyle Van Noy, which, by the way, I thought he had a pretty good season. That's a shocking cut in my book, but I, I agree with you. Chris, I agree. He's been cut from a few other places too. Yeah. He's it uh, won't be his it won't be his first man. go round on the uh, on the old uh, on the old red slip, if you will, from ownership. Okay, when we come back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios, uh, in every conversation we've had about free agency or our player movement, there's been one name that has constantly come up, and that's Russell Wilson. I've spent way too much time reading, listening studying this saga so I'm going to share with you my theory of what's gone wrong and what's next as it pertains to the Russell Wilson marriage with the Seattle Seahawks next on Fox Sports Radio this is it we've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge (sighs) is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi oh my look at that he is And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Fox Sports Radio on a Sunday morning. It's Chris Plank. That's me sitting in for Jason Martin. So we come to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. 888-FARMERS. That's 1-888-FARMERS to switch. And you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. Chris Perfett running the show. Ryan Bershinger uh, producing tonight. And B. Finley. Brian Finley on updates. I I did have to laugh during the break. Uh, you get a couple good tweets to the show so far tonight. You can hit us up on Twitter. At Plank Show. That's at Plank Show. Or at Fox Sports Radio. I mean... It's like some of y'all are, are sleeping tonight. What are we doing? I mean, listen, it's only 1.30 on the east on the West Coast. You should be waking up and getting the day going on the East Coast, right? Well, Arnie Spanier is. Funniest thing about Arnie, my, my co-host on Sunday nights coming up in about, I don't know, what, 12, 13 hours from now, is that he'll always text at like 7 in the morning central time, 8 in the morning his time, to our producer, Lita Lap. And, and send emails with, like, show ideas. I mean, it's – and you stop for a minute, like, bro, it's 5 a.m. on the West Coast. The only people that are up at 5 a.m. on the West Coast are, well, Ryan Bershinger, Chris Perfett, Brian Finley, and me. That's it. That's coming up later tonight. But anyway, um, I got a lot to get to, and we're running out of time. So let me hit these tweets real quick. Uh, Justin in Cincinnati has been good. He writes, come on. It's only a story when an athlete has a MAGA hat on, not an A's hat. Fair point. Fair point. Though, I, I, I will say it's kind of like Colin and Baker, kind of like uh, Florio and Derek Carr. There are certain guys that decide a story is going to be a story. So every time something happens, there's there's got to be a major reaction to it. Rob and Tom Brady, whatever it might be. So I guess if you've decided – that Kyler Murray wants to play baseball or is going to leave the Cardinals to play baseball, that becomes a major story. Greg in Iowa writes, Kansas has a football team? Damn. I, I was as shocked as anyone, and I cover the league. Matt and Indy, everyone in Lawrence, Kansas, should go to the Berg and have the Maller, Fowler, and calm down. I don't know if they're going to be able to calm down after this, Matt. And then... Arik sends us this incredible story and writes, I know disc golf isn't on your sports radar, but maybe a contract like this deserves a mini Maller monologue. And, and Ryan and I were talking about this during the break because Ryan lives right by a disc golf course. I, I love to throw. I just haven't been able to do it in like two years. But there's a report and I don't even know where you found this, out of the Guardian, 
that Paul Macbeth, anyone familiar with the name Paul Macbeth, ringing any bells in the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios? Never heard of him. Never heard of him. He's the world's top-ranked disc golfer, and he has just become the richest athlete in the sport's history after he's uh, after signing a $10 million endorsement contract with Discraft to represent the manufacturer through 2031. $10 million. Now, as, as someone who has actually gone to a store and purchased a disc, you guys know a lot of discs to make up a, a $10 million endorsement. But, yeah, there you go. 30 years old from Huntington Beach. You see the new Huntington Beach bad boy. Widely regarded as disc golfer's biggest star. 130 tournament wins. $510,000 in career earnings. And now a 10 million dollar endorsement deal listen parents don't teach your kid how to throw left-handed teach them how to throw discs let's go all right no really way to segue but thanks for passing that on i appreciate it bershinger does this make you want to go out and throw tomorrow whenever whenever you get home yeah i I didn't realize i guess i'm living next to potentially 10 million dollars so i should take (laughs) advantage of that hey there's an opportunity there for you let's go and I, I love this golf, but it's not like you have to be some finely tuned athlete in order to have success. It's just timing and, and ripping it. Let's go. All right, I have a theory on Russell Wilson. And part of it, Chris Perfett and I crafted a little bit last week when we were sitting in for the fellas. And part of it came from our buddy Jonas Knox opening my eyes a little bit to who might really be the, the angry party in the Russell Wilson saga. Now, we all know that Russell Wilson has been outspoken, and this has been such a battle of semantics, right? Russell Wilson isn't requesting a trade, but here's the four teams he wants to be traded to. And Seattle isn't shopping him, but they're making phone calls about potentially dealing him. I I. I don't know why we just can't can't come out and say Russell Wilson wants to be traded and the Seahawks appear to be looking to find a trade partner for him. Don't know why we can't just say that, but here we are. Here's my theory. I think the Seahawks might be a little bit more active in trying to move on from Russell Wilson than we've laid out and what anyone believes. Because you go back to the original story, which was printed a couple weeks ago on the Athletic website. There were a few anonymous sources that said things that really, really pretty damning to to Wilson. One person saying, quote, he's finally catching heat. That's the main reason for all of this. People are talking and holding him accountable because he's one of the highest paid quarterbacks. He says he wants to be the greatest. So now people are holding him to that standard. It's a PR game. He's trying to protect himself. There's another story. He's trying to save face. So, I've I've looked at that and I, and I've started to really think about it. You know, Pete Carroll's seventy. They're not going to draft a quarterback with where they sit. They're not even sitting with a first round pick in the second round, and they're not going to strike gold a second time with a Russell Wilson type player, it's especially in this draft. And there's five first round quarterbacks in this draft. We're pushing to make it six, and when you're pushing, you're really reaching. And I think, again, I love the draft. I probably overanalyze it too much, 
But I think there's one good quarterback in this draft. One. I think it's Trevor Lawrence. But with that all laid out, I think Seattle's reached this point to where they say, okay, Russ, we're tired of it. This is this is a team that has done everything to try to surround you with talent. Sure, some of the moves haven't worked out. Yeah, the offensive line has stunk. But if we can get a move where we're going to bring back a quarterback, which is why I don't think he's going to the Bears, let's do it. If, if Pete Carroll believes in a Derek Carr, if he believes in a Dak Prescott, I think you can make a move like that, get a couple first-round picks, and both teams are going to benefit. But I want to go more in-depth on the Seattle side of this. I, I really do. I think it's fascinating to dig into kind of what's went wrong or what's gone wrong in proper English in this relationship between the Seahawks and Russell Wilson. But first, before we go any farther, live from the Farmers Insurance, Fox Sports Radio Studios, let's get caught up on everything that's taking place tonight. Be Finley, Brian Finley in to get us updated. What's going on, Brian? Hey, Chris. No NBA, unfortunately, on Saturday, but UFC dominating the spotlight on Saturday night. Jan Blahovich reclaiming his light heavyweight title by mopping up on Israel Adesanya by unanimous decision. Adesanya, the middleweight title holder, stumbled, gagged in his move-up away class. Amanda Nunes disrespecting Megan Anderson with a win by submission in the first round. A lopsided beatdown to maintain the featherweight crown. In college basketball, Ayo Dosumu, after sitting out the last three games with a concussion and injuries to his face, scores 19 points in his, re- his return as fourth-ranked Illinois thrusting past number seven Ohio State 73 to 68. 17th-ranked Ohio State filing down number six West Virginia 85 to 80. The Cowboys playing without Cade Cunningham, resting with a sprained ankle. 12th-ranked Arkansas stampeding past Texas A&M, 87 to 80. Moses Booty put up 28 points as the Razorbacks finished on an 11 to 2 run. North Carolina splitting open Duke, 91 to 73, as the Dukies fall to 500 on the season and need some serious wins in the upcoming ACC tournament to try and salvage any chance at making the NCAA. Attorney. 14th ranked Creighton Jackhammers Butler 93 to 73. Creighton head coach Greg McDermott was out, suspended for recently making racially insensitive comments. Number 21 Virginia finishes out the ACC regular season as the title holder. After dominating Louisville 68 to 58, USC hits a last second three pointer to get the win over UCLA. At Pauley Pavilion, 64-63, to the Bruins have lost three in a row. And in this particular game, we're playing without their leading scorer and Johnny Juzang. Moorhead State bottling up Belmont 86-71 to win the Ohio Valley Conference Tourney title and thereby a spot in the NCAA Tourney. And Chris, is this one of those years where we see more of the lower seeds, the, the so-and-so underdogs like a Moorhead State could we see them go into the Sweet 16 who knows but it'll be a fascinating NCAA tournament probably something like we'll never see obviously before with I think a lot more upsets than usual I think you're right back to you you're right thanks Brian I, I hope you're right I want to see mass chaos I mean I, and, and when I say that I may be very clear don't want people running on the court or anything I want to see upsets galore I want to see the Moorhead States. I want to see Loyola of Chicago. I want to see every single shocking upset that could possibly take place. And then I want to hear people complain about it. Oh, 
oh, this is what's wrong with college basketball. Too many upsets. Stop. So we come to you tonight from the Farmers Insurance. Fox Sports Radio Studios call 888-FARMERS and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. Yeah, college basketball, by the way, two quick highlights since Brian brought them up from earlier tonight. I, I hate I hate to do this, but an incredible finish between USC and UCLA, and it sounded like this on the Trojans radio network. Anderson to trigger in. Anderson looking for help. Anderson goes to Edie. Edie left corner three. It's good. Taj knocked it through. USC has taken the lead. 1.4 to go. Half court for Bernard. No good. USC did it again. This time it's Taj Edie. 64-63. USC wins it. Elation on one side of the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Disappointment and frustration on the other side. Sorry, Finley. What's the, what's that song in the background? <laughs> I've never heard of that. I think the Bruins need to give Charles O'Bannon more playing time and they'll be in good shape. Uh, and then, of course, Ayudasumo came back and looked absolutely incredible with beyond just his play. I mean, come on. Has there been a cooler black mask that we've seen in the history of college basketball. Dosimu dribbling out near midcourt with 52 seconds to go. It's his time. Here comes Dosimu with a drive. Layup is good. Counted and a foul. (laughs) I think, I think you can sharpie in Illinois as a one seed right now. I don't want to get too carried away here. I don't. I don't know how much the conference tournaments are going to affect seeding, but it looks as if the Big Ten's going to have two one seeds in Michigan and Illinois. Gonzaga and Baylor will take care of the other two. A little bit more on college basketball. Okay. I, I want to try to relate what's going on with Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Just, just final thought on this tonight. To something, gentlemen, in my life. Now – Now, let's be clear. I have friends that have played in the league, and they tell me all the time, the worst thing you can do is to try to compare anything in sports to real life because sports is not real life. It's a different world, and that's fine. I mean, I think we've kind of grown past the I work, do this for my money and my job, and if you pro athletes, I, I think we've kind of moved past that. But I mean it more just from a relationship perspective. Whenever I was single for like a month, I absolutely positively fell head over heels for this girl named Allison. Lived in lived in Tulsa. Crazy about her, guys. I mean, crazy about her. She's a little younger than me. She was hot. I mean, she was everything I ever wanted. And I, you know, not having I was I was coming off a pretty bad relationship. I not having really a ton of experience on you know, hey, the dating world or anything. I was like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm set here. We're good. There's nothing, there's nothing more for me out here. This, this is my person. This is the, this is the people I want to be with. So I did everything I could for, you know, buy her things. And I wasn't making a lot of money, but buy things, take her out, met her family. But in every, every single turn, right, something happened to where it was almost as if it wasn't enough. Now, first of all, I'm ugly, she's hot. That should have been the biggest trigger right there for me, right? She's way out of my league. But you're constantly doing things for someone, and they're not reciprocated. And I'm not saying that 
I bought you dinner. You better buy the next. No, no, I just mean in, hey, I appreciate that. You're awesome. Let's let's spend more time together. Or anything that shows you are appreciative of what's happening. And it became, by the way, gentlemen, I think the first documented case of being ghosted in the history of ghosting. Now, we're, we're friends and, and everything worked out, but just from a relationship perspective, you feel like you're always giving and you're never getting. And that has nothing to do with anything but just conversations, communication, time. I kind of feel that the Seattle Seahawks are like me and Russell Wilson is like Allison. And there's nothing that they can do that seems to make this dude happy. There's always subtle shots. There's always reports in the media. There's always something, right? I just – Seattle might suck in making trades. That just they, they might not be good at it. But they have constantly and consistently tried to build around Russell Wilson. If it's going and getting Percy Harvey from – I don't even remember where they traded. Minnesota gave up a first-round pick to go get him. If it's going to get Jimmy Graham where they traded an offensive lineman for him. If it's going out and getting Jamal Adams to try to improve a defense that was trying to find their next Cam Chancellor that was going to help the Legion of Boom kind of be more Legion of Boom-ish. If it's extending guys that are that are giving him a rich contract. I mean, I, I'm not saying that you're not allowed to be frustrated if you're Russell Wilson. That's not my point. I just feel like it's a constant state of grinching and moaning from him and they the big he stormed out of a meeting because they wouldn't listen to him and what he wants to do with the offense well maybe they'd listen to him enough maybe they finally reached a point to where it's like let's try to work through this on the coaching side and then they turned around after the season and they brought in the guy that he wanted they elevated the dude to be their offensive coordinator that Russell Wilson wanted not enough not enough. He's still taking subtle shots. I, I don't like getting hit. I, I get it. Seattle's not just going to punt on the season, right? They're just not going to say, all right, we'll trade him for 10 first-round picks, which is, I mean, that's not going to happen. Let's say three first-round picks. They're not going to move Russell Wilson unless they have a quarterback to replace him. But when you really start digging into this and you get beyond the, man, Russell, what a great interview. Look, he seems so mad. He seems so upset. There's some, there's some pretty crappy way with the with the uh, pretty crappy things with the way that he's handled this. I'm not Now listen, tomorrow Russell Wilson could be traded to the Raiders and I can do a complete 180 on this whole take. He could be the greatest guy ever and did a smart thing in getting out of Seattle. But if I'm the Seahawks, I mean, we're what 3 years removed from the rumors that were circulating that they tried to to work a deal with the Browns to get that top pick in the draft. This isn't anything new. From the Seahawks' perspective, this appears to be something new from Russell Wilson's side. And if and if I'm Pete Carroll, maybe they reach the point to where they're like, okay, enough. Let me go get a guy that doesn't feel the need to overly create on every single play. That can hand the ball off. And I don't. I eventually think I'm kind of on Team Perfett. I'm kind of on, on Team uh, Brian Finley on this one. I think eventually it works itself out. They don't have an owner. That's active. Paul Allen isn't there to get in the middle and kind of try to mitigate this between the two the, the two parties. They just don't. And I can't help but wonder the more this drags on and the more everyone kind of dances around it, 
Maybe Seattle's tired of, of Russell Wilson's act. Like, I finally got tired of being ignored by Allison. We should be married right now. All right, when we come back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios, uh, we'll move past Russell Wilson. We've got some news on Sam Darnold to get to from this week. We've got college basketball sleepers we need to talk about. And, oh, yeah, ghost stories, because there's nothing better than ghost stories coming up on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Coming to you live tonight from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. I can't believe we're already wrapping up hour number two. All right, so Calberts, let me be clear. It's not an angry story about my missed connection and the first ever ghosting in the history of ghosting that took place. It's more of a of a comparison to where every person listening tonight, this morning, whatever, can relate to a time where you feel like you've done everything for someone else and it's never enough. You, you might be living in it right now. It might involve your job. It might involve, I don't know, your car. I feel like I've kept my car's maintenance up to a T. Oh, it's a brilliant shape. But one of those damn warning lights comes on every other day. Whatever it might be, I don't know. Am I alone? Let's go around the horn on this real quick before the top of the hour and before we uh, get to some other quarterback stories and tell ghost stories in the final hour. I'm kind of kidding. But am I crazy prophetic in thinking that Seattle could take this now and finally be like, okay, we're done. We're moving on. I mean, this whole we're not shopping him, but we're listening to phone calls. I feel like this is a lot of Seattle now finally saying enough is enough. Let's go get another quarterback. 
Yeah, I'm 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 still not there. I'm still not there because at least for this year right now, you know what you do if you get rid of Russell Wilson if you're Seattle? You're you're non you're not competitive for this year. What gets but what people if they fired? replace him with Dak Prescott or they get a Derek Carr in the deal? I though but those aren't the people that seem to be dancing with him. It seems to be like it seems to Bears, be a team yeah. like the Bears, but guess what? They're going to send you back Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky <laughs> does not make you competitive. You well, they can't see even guys- send them back Mitch Trubisky because he's not under contract, so they're just yeah. sending him back picks. Yeah, like I just, again, the, the goal of every NFL team is to go into the year and be competitive, and when you lose Russell Wilson, what else do you have in Seattle? Whatever you replace him with, it's not an upgrade. You are going to be non-competitive, and when your team is not competitive – in a year when it's not accepted across the organization that it's a rebuild, guys get fired. Guys lose their jobs. Nobody wants that. I don't. I, I think with Pete Carroll too. That's why I've said this whole time, Ryan. I don't think Pete Carroll is going to make a deal unless he's getting back a quarterback in exchange that he feels like he can win with. But I don't know, Ryan. What do you think? Am I crazy in looking at Seattle? I know I've been trying to sell this now uh, two shows over the last two weeks to to Chris and he's not on board with me what do you think is this Seattle now that's getting mad I don't think you're crazy I, I think when there's smoke there's fire and and coming into this offseason at, at the end of the season I, Russell Wilson would have been on the short list of quarterbacks that everyone kind of assumed his job was safe you know he's not going anywhere it's, it's the Seahawks it's Russell Wilson one of the best quarterbacks in the league why would he be traded what I, I think the fact that there's even a dialogue and the fact that it continues I think it's more than just Russ wanting out. Yeah, I, I do think there's there's something to it where it's mutual. Uh, and then uh, finally, to, to wrap up the trifecta, what do you think, Brian? Where do you sit on this one right now? I don't think Pete Carroll would let Russell Wilson go because I think this could be the last year for Pete Carroll given the challenges. He's going to be 70. Yeah, yeah. Not only his age, but just the inability to to put together a long postseason run recently. I know that Bershinger said that wherever there's smoke, there's fire. Wherever there's smoke, there's a smoke show in a player like Russell Wilson. And I think he's playing with a fog machine. I don't think it's any smoke. I think he's (laughs) just throwing it out there. And I think it's all a poker face. I think it's just throwing out a bluff if you're Seattle trying to to go, you know, back and forth, but in in a game way where I don't really think anything's going to transpire out of it. Yeah, I think uh, Perfett hit it on the head, too, and that the, the conversations don't really seem to be accelerating with teams that have a quarterback to send you. Uh, I know that Mike Lombardi on his podcast, and I think wrote this week, that with the Cowboys listed as a preferred destination, Dak Prescott is not under contract, which means he cannot be traded. But m- maybe there's kind of a sign-and-trade possibility that could take place here. Uh, the reality is that it's probably going to be Dak Prescott as the starting quarterback for for Dallas in 2021. But for for Pete Carroll and the Seahawks and Russell Wilson, I mean, there's really only, what, a couple of places where you might be able to get a quarterback that you feel like can come in and do the things you want to do. It just it seems odd to me that you would make a trade of Russell Wilson to, say, New Orleans – and get back what Jameis Winston and a bunch of picks in exchange. That's not that's not winning. Raiders, Derek. No, I don't think so. In the end, they're going to end up probably working this out, and we're wasting a lot of time on it. 
But I do think Seattle is very much being active in shopping him. All right, when we come back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios, quarterbacks making headlines for all the right reasons. We'll talk about it next as we head down the home stretch of the Jason Martin Show. Final hour here from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. I'm Chris Plank sitting in for Jason Martin tonight. I assume Jason will be back next week along with Chris Perfett running the show, Ryan Bershinger producing and updates all night long from the legend. The Finley fanatics are on fleek tonight, if that's still a thing. Brian Finley is in. As we do come to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios, call 1-888-FARMERS to switch in you. Could save big on your auto insurance. It's really the best thing you can do with your phone in a few minutes. Just call 1-888-FARMERS and start saving today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. It's kind of funny in all the the Russell Wilson talk, which has kind of taken over the the quarterback trade rumor mill. You notice what we haven't heard about in a few weeks is any of the Sean Watson news. It's almost as if, at least in the short term, Houston has done a really good job of kind of silencing any deals. And, I mean, Deshaun Watson isn't saying anything publicly. So as long as he stays quiet... And as long as there's no conversations to be had, I guess I guess we'll wait. Oh, quick final thought. Just just for you, quickly, Chris, before I, I segue to some ghost talk. Well, I just was going to say on Watson and, and the Texans, the reason why there's no like news is because they're both dug in. They're not yeah. going to deal them. So, but, once again, we, we all like the idea of the deal, but both these sides are beyond stubborn. I've never seen anything like that. Very, very much like what we're having in Seattle right now, but... With that big date seemingly being, you know, what, March 18th, with the start of the league year, and then even bigger than that, the 2021 NFL draft, because let's face it, if if I'm, if I'm say, the Texans, and I'm going to make this move, I do want some draft picks, so I want this deal done by April 29th at the latest, but, I mean, are either... Either one of these deals gonna get done with you? Are we the, the are Texans we wasting have, a lot of airtime talking about Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, and they're not gonna go anywhere? Yes, we are. Like, <laughs> the, what what sign of this have the Texans shown you that they want to deal them? None. They they are, they, but it's like that's not a smoke screen. That's not three dimensional chess. That is just delusions of grandeur. They believe that they do not need to deal him. They believe that they can convince him to come back. They believe when the chips are down that Deshaun Watson will not simply retire and that they'll keep playing for him. They are delusional. They are they are like off the deep end and everything they have said unless they are like strategic mind masters which can you tell me that those guys are because so far in the span of the Houston Texans they haven't been they think that they can do this they think they can convince Deshaun Watson to come back spoiler alert, he's not going to come back and they're not going to get anything for him it still blows my mind that the Houston Texans prior to this season had been to the playoffs for the last five years. And uh, you add even to that six of the last 10 seasons total, they've made the playoffs. They've won playoff games. They've had the defensive player of the year. You know, they've a couple of times, Brian Cushing, JJ Watt, and yet they're a disaster as we sit here after a four and 12 season. I mean, uh, 2017, they went four and 12. They've acted up with an 11, five season and a 10 to six season. Uh, four and twelve. By the way, that four and twelve season did help them get Deshaun Watson. So, so there's that. But we'll, we'll see. 
we'll see how this all plays out because I am a I am a firm believer, an absolutely firm believer that this is uh this is not going to end well for the Texans if they wait. Can he pull a Carson Palmer? I don't know. That's 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 dedication. But it's not like Deshaun Watson needs the catch. It's not like he's hurting on that front. They took care of him. So one of those storylines, it's kind of been hidden this week with the Russell Wilson stuff percolating, J.J. Watt signing with the Cardinals, and obviously inching closer to draft talk. Oh, oh, and I forgot the other big story. Anytime that somebody says that they, they met a scout that has Justin Fields or Trey Lance or uh, I, I don't know, whomever, ranked ahead of, of Lawrence, then that, that's the story, right? I met somebody that has Zach Wilson as their number one quarterback, Justin Fields number two, and Trevor Lawrence three. Oh, my God, put that guy on SportsCenter, and let's talk about it nonstop. I'm sorry. If I start grinching about the draft process, this show will never end. I'll, I'll end up complaining about uh, Chris Sims and someone who obviously doesn't watch college football if they have Kellen Mond ranked ahead of anyone that's a quarterback in this draft that's projected to be a first-rounder. Imagine what Kellen Mond would do with, with Alabama's weapons. Kellen Mond had the best offensive line outside of Alabama in college football and was, I think, 10 of 20 throwing the football in their biggest game. Kellen Mond had a good senior bowl. Kellen Mond is not a good quarterback. But no, you go ahead, Chris Sims. You, you go ahead and do your thing. I, I want to talk about, though, Baker Mayfield here. Now, gentlemen, I'm not trying to make this story time. I don't want to make uh, Calber mad at me. I don't want to get too carried away here. But are, are all y'all too young to be familiar with the legend that was Art Bell? Anyone? Oh, no. I, uh, I actually huh? – so when I was – funny story, when I was at uh, – USC, I was working in their uh, media center during my graduate studies. Go ahead. I actually did for their radio station the obituary for Art Bell. Oh, okay. I had grown up listening to some of his stuff. I, I love he, – he was a fantastic voice. I think if you listen to kind of the weird FM dials or AM dials at any time of night, sometimes if you get to hear Art Bell, it was a treat. Oh, it was an absolute treat. Pre-internet. Art Bell was where you went for all of your goofy ghost stories, man. You counted on coast to coast, west of the Rockies. Had a, he had a name for every single one of his phone lines. But I bring it up because when, when Baker Mayfield went to Twitter to share his story this week, that he and his wife thought they saw a UFO over Lake Travis. I mean, everyone kind of immediately knew that there would be some grief that you would take. But I thought to myself, man, that's uh, that's awesome. And then it was even funnier whenever you saw guys like Jay Glazer that came out and was, was sharing on Twitter whenever he and his friends saw something. And then he's kind of going back and forth with Jimmy Johnson. I mean, we all might not have a sighting story, right? I mean, I can't sit here and tell you that I've ever – seen an unidentified flying object but i will say whenever i was in sixth grade we broke out the telescope and we're trying like crazy to see it but this is that's what used to dominate the late night airwaves that's what that was the foundation of of late night radio 
Which is why I think, gentlemen, and this tribute to Art Bell, all right, enough of the, uh, what was what was that before Art Bell, the Midnight Express when they would come to the ring? Anyway, um, I think I've got a great idea for a podcast or maybe even a show. It's like celebrity ghost stories now or UFO stories because one of the TV channels, I can't remember, there's so many of them anymore. I think it was like Discover or maybe, um, maybe it was like the History Channel. They did like a celebrity ghost stories show and it ended up kind of being a joke. But think about this, right? Athletes UFO sightings. Tell me we won't make millions of dollars on this, gents. I mean, you start with Baker Mayfield telling his tale. And then, I mean, I, Tom Brady claims that, hey, we, we don't know. Maybe he's seen aliens. Maybe that's how this dude is able to have his DNA never change or improve as he gets older. And the funny thing about when someone comes out and says, hey, did you just see that? Anyone see it opens up a laundry list of people that have had a similar experience. I mean, we all know some. Now, there, there is a line that you step over. Now, when you go from, and I, I, I thankfully don't know anyone, but when the story goes from, man, I think I saw a UFO the other night to, I think they abducted me and took over my body for a while. That's when you kind of think, oh, okay, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go stand over here, right? But come on. Come on. Bershinger. We all know someone that has a UFO sighting story. Tell me this isn't a million-dollar idea. Athletes and their UFO stories. I'm, I'm all for it. We're no, rich. That, that's, that's, that's a great idea. Listening to anybody talk about UFO stories, <laughs> I, I fully support it. Athletes especially, though. That's, you know that's what my, my favorite part in all of this is that it, it, sometimes whenever you have a story where a guy throws it out like this, the immediate reaction is like, oh, my gosh, you drunk, something wrong with him. And tweets are taken down, stories are changed. But I love the fact that I can go to Baker Mayfield's Twitter feed right now. And not only is the tweet still up, but it's got 2.7K reaction responses to him. And most of them are either telling him, oh, you saw SpaceX, or sharing a similar situation. Almost 100%, Baker said earlier this week, M and I just saw a UFO drop straight out of the sky on our way home from dinner. We stopped and looked at each other and asked if either of us saw it. Very bright ball of light going straight down out of the sky towards Lake Travis. Anybody else witness that? And that, I mean, to me, to me, that's what Twitter's great because it's it's like the AP wire with news and everything. But I love it when people feel like having fun with it. I don't feel like Baker raced to Twitter to try to say, ha ha, I saw a UFO. You didn't. I think it was legit. Hey, did anyone else see that? I'm in Austin. A lot of my followers might be paying attention to the skies as well tonight. I don't know. I love it. It was one of my favorite stories of last week. And for Fat, all I could think about, man, Art Bell would have fun with that. Could you imagine Baker Mayfield east of the Rockies? Hello, you're on the air telling his story <laughs> of what he just saw. Yeah, he's fantastic. He could, uh, well, like it, it's even more fantastic because I know Art Bell had his own encounter at one point in his life too. Like he was, he was definitely one who kind of believed something was out there. So, and I mean, each year goes by, we get more and more stuff being unveiled about. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there who have seen this stuff and like people who have like legitimate, legitimate background to guys in the army or the navy talking about this stuff. So it's it fascinates a lot of people. It it really does, and it's it's something that everyone has an interest in, and it's it's mostly harmless fun at the same time too. In that you know it's it, it, 
no no one gets harmed in this kind of conspiracy talk no. when we start talking on UFOs. No, it's just, no, no. It's fun out there. And yeah, as you say, like something's definitely in the sky and so, there's enough people <laughs> out there that it's worth at least being curious about and investigating. So by all means, I'm more than willing to uh, indulge in kind of the weirder side of things. Um, I like this from Matt who writes, I've worked in late nights for the last 20 years patrolling the streets. Art Bell was awesome. I can't say what any of it was, but I have seen so many strange things in the sky that I just can't explain over the years. I can't believe we're alone in this universe. We were joking about it this week, and uh, my, my buddy that I do radio with, Gabe Eichert, said, you know what my response to people that say, do you think there's aliens or there's extraterrestrials or whatever? My response is usually, why not? I mean, if we are in a massive universe that we haven't even started to even kind of touch the surface of. Yeah, it's the I Fermi it. paradox. It's like, I love it. It's so the universe is so big. It's just why haven't aliens contacted us? It's either they they have or we can't hear them, or they're just distances or whatever. Ooh. But it's 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 the idea that it's just alone out there is statistically impossible. Infinite timelines, infinite possibilities, Morty. So bottom line here, I got the biggest kick out of that story this week, and it made me think of my late nights listening to Coast to Coast with Art Bell, who. Uh, I think was a, a premier guy too. So we unique dude, different world. Uh, not saying that I got all of it. There was a few times I'm not. Gonna, I used to turn it on when I would go to bed, and this was when I was younger. And there was a few times where they would have guys on. I'm like, I don't feel comfortable right now. I I was like Brian. I got to go turn the radio. I'm I'm legit scared right now by what I just heard on the radio. I think the government just shut down that phone line. Yeah, I remember that happened one time, like someone was calling in, like sobbing, and all of a sudden the station got taken off the air, and Art Bell came back. It's like, I, I, I don't know what station happened. Has never, we have never been taken off the air like that. <laughs> Do you want to add something, Finley, before we go to break? Yeah, Chris, I was going to say that, Chris, I was going to say that for Baker Mayfield, the 2019 season was full of him throwing unidentified flying objects. I mean, let's be honest here. The guy couldn't complete a pass, and it was a horrible year. So this is just a foreshadowing of what he saw recently. Ooh, I like it. I like the way you're looking at it. You really gave. Now my mind is blown. I got to figure it out. All right, when we come back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Oh, I'm ready to get in a Twitter fight with you, Tim. We'll do it next. And we've got a few things to get to on college basketball as well right here on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Fox Sports Radio on a Sunday morning. Chris Plank sitting in for Jason Martin as we come to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call 888-FARMERS to switch, and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. Okay, let me get a couple of tweets in here. You can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Plank Show. Everybody should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Tim is not happy with me. And, Tim, I, I'll tell you what. If, if you think that's what I said, I would not be happy with me either. He writes, you are so wrong about Wilson. Seattle, quote, unquote, surrounded him with talent. And you named Percy Harvin and the worst signing until Josh Gordon and Jimmy Graham? Well, they traded for Graham anyway. He's been doing it alone with Lockett since Baldwin and Lynch left. They put nobody in front of him to block. G-T-F-O-H. Golly, that's... Okay. I'm not going to try to translate that. I, I see what you're saying. Tim, I didn't say that all the moves had worked. I said they've tried. And when I made a move to bring in Dwayne Brown, my point is Seattle has shown the willingness to trade a first-round pick or make a move to go get someone. That's that's my point. Doesn't always work. Didn't work with Percy Harvin. Uh, maybe it works with Jamal Adams. We'll see. But if I'm a fan... We're talking about a team that finished 12-4 and four this year. We're not talking about the, the Texans that went 4-12. and 12. And he's been doing it alone with Lockett. I, yeah, DK Metcalf stinks. You're right, he's horrible. I don't know how they're getting it done. They went out and they, you know, they've tried to make it work with Greg Olson, but he was older and he was hurt and it, and it couldn't happen. And they've got a couple of decent tight ends. I'm not trying to tell you that Seattle has the most talented offensive roster in the National Football League. I'm telling you, they've shown the willingness to go out to make the moves and try to upgrade. You know, I I, I think the want-to means a lot. Now, the execution of it is a different story. I mean, the want-to is that you have a guy that can be your next Marshawn Lynch-type runner, but the problem is Chris Carson can't stay healthy. Rashard Penny was a disaster of a draft pick. So, again... I'm not trying to say that Seattle has hit home runs and Russ has unlimited weapons and options. I think he's got more weapons in Seattle than he'd have in Chicago. But honestly, this Seattle franchise has not been a franchise that's just willing to sit on their hands and say, let's wait for the rookie to develop. They've said, let's go be proactive and let's go make a move. And again, it's not going to work out. What's this? What's a successful hit rate for an NFL GM in the draft? 
Do you know what it is? It's like 20%. Oh, yeah, you know, they had the second and fourth round pick panned out. It's a good draft. You know, not everyone has a draft like the year whenever the Seahawks got Russ and Bruce Irvin, and it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen anymore. Should. You would think it should with all the technology we have in scouting. But, yeah, man, if, if you thought I was trying to sell you that Seattle has a ton of offensive talent, I'd be pissed too. That's not my point. My point is I think they've shown the want to. They've shown the desire to make those moves. And to me, that's a big step. You know, it's – I I'm a, I'm a Raiders guy. I cover the AFC West. I've been a Raiders fan my whole life. It's a curse. And that's kind of been their mantra. Oh, you know, we're going to build through the draft, which sounds good. But when you're three years in and you're building through the draft and all of your draft picks stink, that's not a good sign. If I'm a Seattle fan, I want to see this repaired. I want to see Russ and Pete Carroll get this fixed. I want to see Russell Wilson with another year of DK Metcalf, and if Chris Carson can stay healthy, and how they work on improving the offensive line. I mean, you look look on the free agent market right now and what's projected to be out there. There's going to be a lot of really good offensive linemen. I mean, Gabe Jackson, Richie Incognito, the Chargers are trying to make a move. Trent Brown could be out there. I mean, there's, there's a lot of really good offensive linemen that could upgrade that O-line for Seattle immediately immediately but we'll see how it pans out we'll see if if they decide that this is irreparable with Russell Wilson and they need to move on or if they can get on the same page I I mean when you work the overnights you hear every single promo right I mean I've heard the Big Ben promo a thousand times and I it it resonates with me every time I I hear it come on I'm like he's right it becomes kind of a, a battle of wills more than anything else By the way, this latest note makes sense from Brad Biggs of the Chicago Tribune. He reported that the Bears have prioritized trading for Wilson as they make plans to upgrade at the quarterback this offseason. Absolutely. I mean, are you kidding me? I would, in a heartbeat, if I was the Chicago Bears, and I'm Ryan Pace, and my job's on the line, and I'm Matt Nagy, and they know that they've got to go out and win games this year. I mean, I'm absolute. I'm calling the Seahawks daily hourly to say hey what about this what about that what if we gave you Khalil Mack or Roquan Smith and a couple first round picks because and I and I know that affects their defense quite a bit if you lose one of those two guys but that's still it's a pretty good core defensively now I would argue that depending on what happens with Allen Robinson Russ might be in a better position to win in Seattle than he is in Chicago but hey I can't fault Pace and Nagy for trying Diane checks in. The Texans might just feel like calling Watson's bluff because they're supposed to be able to recoup some of the upfront money they gave him as a signing bonus. They already know they're a dumpster fire this year without him. Why give him what he wants? Yeah, this isn't like a Stafford situation where the Lions, I think you can attest to it more than anyone, Chris. The Lions kind of realized, hey, we've we've reached the end of the road and we're going to put you in a situation that fits you best. I still think it was the best trade <laughs> That was out there. They got pretty good return from the Rams. Yeah, Stafford kind of guided that, too. Like, yeah. Stafford was the one who decided it was time to move sure. on. And uh, to be honest, the Lions rebuilding, too, he wasn't going to – I think everyone had known around there, too, well, he wasn't going to stick around for a rebuild anyway. And as I say, like, certain teams admit that they're going through a rebuild or they're going through a reload. Certain other teams 
can't really admit that straight off the bat unless it's like someone brand new in there who is given the time needed to put things back together. So I don't know if this is a situation, Diane, on the Texans side, if they're trying to to kind of call his bluff and say we're gonna we're gonna try to win now, or I've heard this theory floated. Maybe the Texans are in. We realize we can't keep Deshaun Watson mode. We can't keep him happy. And so they're going to try to sell him and sell the Jets on a deal because, again, no one wants to go to the Jets. Sorry, Jason Smith. But everyone wants to trade their guy to the Jets because the Jets have the most picks. And Houston Houston really wanted Josh McCown to be their, their head coach, but they just couldn't pull the trigger yet because of his inexperience. I think they're kind of setting up long-term to where – if they can get a deal done with the Jets, they can recoup some picks, quite a few, um, and then be able to transition to McCown in a couple of years after trying to rebuild the foundation, then I think that's what you do. But, I mean, I, much like Seattle, even, even though I do think that the Seahawks aren't afraid to make a phone call to see what the value is, I do think there's some stubbornness in that Texans front office to where they sit back and say, no, no, we can fix this. We can, we can fix this relationship, and I just don't think they can. All right, a lot of quarterback talk tonight. Keep the uh, takes coming at Plank Show on Twitter, at Fox Sports Radio. I've got Adam Silver stuff and a wild story out of the NHL involving the Vegas Golden Knights. But for the final time for me tonight, Brian Finley comes rolling into the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios with the latest update. What's up, B. Finley? Hey, what's going on, Chris? UFC was the story Saturday night, and it was UFC 259. Jan Blahovich reclaiming his light heavyweight title by mopping up Israel Adesanya by unanimous decision. Adesanya, the middleweight title holder, stumbling in his move up a weight class. Meanwhile, earlier in the card, Amanda Nunes disrespecting and denigrating Megan Anderson with a win by submission in the first round to maintain the featherweight crown. In college basketball, Ayo Dosumo, after sitting out the last three games with a concussion and injuries to his face, scores 19 points in his return as 14th, or excuse me, fourth ranked Illinois, dumbfounding number seven Ohio State, 73 to 68. 17th ranked Oklahoma State minimizes number six West Virginia, 80. 85 to 80. The Cowboys playing without their star, Cade Cunningham, who's bothered by a sprained ankle. Providence wins over 10th-ranked Villanova with a tip-in. 54 to 52. The Wildcats are now down to their third-string point guard after their backup one, Justin Moore, suffered a severe sprained ankle in the game. And then back on Wednesday, Nova watched their first-string guard, Colin Gillespie, sustain a torn MCL. 12th-ranked Arkansas stampeding past Texas A&M 87-80 as the Razorbacks have won 11 straight games in the SEC. Moses Moody had 28 points in this one. North Carolina bench-pressing Duke 91-73 as the Blue Devils fall to 500 on the season. 14th-ranked Creighton Jackhammers Butler 93-73. Creighton head coach Greg McDermott was out, suspended for recently making racially insensitive comments. Number 21 Virginia wins the ACC regular season title after devouring Louisville 68 to 58 USC wins on a last second three-pointer to dishearten UCLA 64 to 63 and Moorhead State secures an NCAA tournament berth after bottling up Belmont 
86 to 71 to win the Ohio Valley Conference tourney title. Back to our guy, Chris Plank. Thanks, Brian. Have a great rest of your Sunday as we come to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. All right. Uh, I did a good job of staying away from mock drafts tonight, I think. Kind of proud of me on that one. We didn't get into the uh, <laughs> the Dan Snyder story about creating fake accounts to talk about how great of an owner he is, which is just fantastic, which is absolutely fantastic. I mean, listen, if you can't really get friends, go buy them. I mean, that's the way to go, right? But I couldn't let this show go much longer without talking about what happened tonight to the Vegas Golden Knights. So they're taking on San Jose. They're in a two-game set against the Sharks. Which, by the way, I've really tried to pay attention to hockey this year. Are the Kings only playing the Blues in the wild? Are those the only two teams the Kings are playing this year? Because I feel like every time I look up, the Kings are playing the Blues or the wild. Well, apparently Vegas is playing San Jose quite a bit too. Because in the midst of a two-game set against the Sharks, the Golden Knights had to scramble and switch hotels because the league's designated place of lodging filed for bankruptcy. Citing financial difficulties brought on by COVID-19, the Fairmont Hotel, which is a landmark in downtown San, uh, San Jose, closed its doors but said it would reopen and resume operations in two to three months. Well, that, that kind of hurts the Golden Knights because not long after their 5-4 overtime win on Friday night, they had to pack up their belongings and switch hotels. Peter Boer said it's a uh, surreal experience. Hopefully this is the end of the COVID year, but it was almost the topping on the cake for what, was, uh, for what the last year has been for everybody in the world. Just another thing thrown at you, another thing to deal with. Not that I'm putting it in the same breath as dealing with COVID, but it was just one of those things we get thrown at us that we have to deal with. Now, I, listen, I get it, right? Boohoo buckaroo, you got to change hotels. It's not that hard. But could you, I mean, could you imagine you get back from the game, like, sir, you need to check out. Like, oh, no, I, it's probably my credit card or something wrong. Was there something that I did in the room? No, 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 we're, we're closed. You're a hotel. You can't close. You're a hotel. No, no, we're, we're, we're closed for business. We're going to reopen in a couple of months, but we need you to get out. You and all your buddies there. The Golden Knights take on the shark, uh, took on the Sharks again last night before heading back to Minnesota. Uh, Vegas defenseman Nick Holdman, quote, or Holden, excuse me, that was a first for probably everyone on the team. If you're curious about what happened to the Fairmont, the Mercury News reported that it is attempting to find a management partner and extend its existing mortgage. The newspaper also reported that the hotel's overall debt is between $100 and $500 million. Listen, if, if my debt was between $100 and $500 million, yeah, I, I think I'd be shutting the doors to. I think I would be shutting the doors to. Good luck to the Vegas Knights in surviving that, getting back to Vegas and getting that dub. Uh, one more quick tweet, then we'll get out of here for this segment. We'll wrap things up with a little Adam Silver. We haven't touched on his, can I say, state of the league address. How can you have a state of the league address and nobody asks you about the league? Everything is about COVID, and I understand that, but 
and and I thought the the questions about increasing the minority pool for coaches was great, but and this is a league that I feel like is in a little bit of turmoil right now. No one's watching, and yet no one asks that question. But Diane puts a nice little bow tie on our quarterback conversation for tonight. I can see what you're saying, guys. It's not like the Texans have shown much intelligence lately. They made Bill O'Brien their general manager, and once Bob McNair died, his son has turned the team into a total mess. I think I think owners need to work a little bit harder on their succession plans because, I mean, you look at in Buffalo. How about in Buffalo? I thought that that was well done. They sold. They, they decided, listen, we don't want to be involved with the team. Let's sell it. And they found a great owner. Seattle right now, it's that's part of the reason. I mean, if Paul Allen's still with us, I don't know how far this, this fallout between Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll goes. I think you have a strong owner that steps in and says, guys, let's work this out. Mark Davis has been pretty solid. I mean, he found the Raiders a home that Al Davis was never really able to find them. Now, they haven't had the on-the-field success, but, you know, Al, Al Davis did a pretty good job, but... In Houston, I don't think Cal Cal McNair, and I'm not going to pretend like I've spent a lot of time uh, around Cal McNair, if any, but I don't know if he has that same kind of business mindset that that his dad did. And listen, things weren't smooth under Bob McNair. I mean, he did allow Bill O'Brien to take over as the GM and head coach beyond just coaching the team. So bottom line here, maybe – and look at Washington right now, the mess that they're in at ownership with, with Dan Snyder. It's just sometimes maybe take a little bit more time to decide, all right, what's that, what's that plan going to look like when I'm gone? No one wants to think about life after death. I mean, my, my wife and I have put off a will, and well, I mean, we don't have any. We don't have a football team, but we, we've got kids, and you want to make sure that they're taken care of. You've got to really sit down. I mean, I think Jerry Jones has shown over the last decade that they've got a good plan in Dallas. Now, that hasn't equated into on-the-field success, but, you know, Steven's going to take over when when Jerry decides he's done owning the team or or if he passes on. And other places, eh, maybe it's not a guy that's as smart or a, a, a gal that's as smart in the NFL business model. Maybe Cal McNair's that guy because every decision they've made, every decision they've made, since the end of last season, has been the absolute wrong decision. It's made me feel good about being a fan of the Raiders. All right, we have one segment left. Let's get into some NBA talk. The All-Star game is coming up later today. Team LeBron uh, LeBron versus Team Durant. And Adam Silver is trying to figure out if we're going to be able to finish this season without a bubble. We'll hear from the NBA commissioner and some final thoughts on some potential NFL offseason moves to wrap it up next on Fox Sports Radio. Final segment for us here on Fox Sports Radio from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. Andy and Brian coming up next. Brian No actually had my favorite tweet of the week this week whenever he said that Marcus Mariota gets the respect that Derek Carr should across the league. I don't know if there is a more misunderstood situation in the NFL than Derek Carr's relationship with John Gruden and the Raiders. And I don't know if it's just because everyone assumes they know John Gruden because he was on Monday Night Football. Man, I don't know if it's because everyone thinks Derek Carr sucks because he hasn't won a playoff game or started a playoff game yet. Uh, Regardless, Derek Carr is going to be the starting quarterback for the Raiders next year. 
and probably beyond. But no, 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 go ahead. Write your articles about how John Gruden's too mean for a guy like Derek Carr. It's amazing what Gruden has done with Carr over the last three years. Also, speaking of misunderstood situations, I'm still trying to figure out what Kyle Shanahan's plan is in San Francisco. I mean, I, I don't believe John Lynch when he tells me that they expect Garoppolo to be their guy. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo can't stay healthy. That's been his biggest issue. He's missed a majority of the season, two of the three years he's been there. And I don't know if he magically finds the uh, – he's not old, but I almost said the fountain of youth, but the fountain of healing to where you get through a season. But I don't necessarily know if San Francisco is set yet at quarterback this offseason either. Uh, we spent most of our show tonight talking about how we don't expect to see many moves based on the way this last week went. And here I go wrapping it up with wondering whether or not San Francisco would make a move. All right, NBA All-Star game coming up later today. Adam Silver spent some time with the media, kind of a, a pseudo state of the league address. I joke about this all the time, but it's true. Every All-Star break, we try to fix the league. And there was a lot of time spent with Silver today in laying out the coaching hiring practices and the network of the relationship between the head coaches and the candidates in the NBA, I found to be fairly interesting. As a practical matter, what we're seeing happen is that, and I think this is in part human nature, people tend to turn to the people who they know best and they're most familiar with. And I think that in certain cases, you have a network of relationships that go back many years. And to the extent that people aren't part of those networks, they're clearly at a disadvantage in the process. Um, this is not going to be an issue that's magically going to be fixed in the NBA or in the NFL. Because until we decide that coaching moves, specifically in the NFL, can't be made until the playoffs are over, you're going to have a lot of coordinators who are hamstrung in this conversation. But I guess, I guess this firing and hiring in Minnesota really hacked off a lot of people. Not necessarily that, that Saunders got hired, or fired, excuse me, but how quickly the hiring process took place. And I don't know if I've ever seen a situation, ever, where there wasn't an interim coach, a guy was fired midseason, and a permanent replacement was hired. And I think it's, I think it's opened up a lot of eyes as to kind of, hey, how can we change this? How can we, how can we end up making this specifically in the very, uh, very proactive NBA a way that we can become the standard setter for having a hiring process that is applauded instead of one that's kind of mocked? Having a hiring process that's more inclusive than seemingly, a, a, as Adam Silver said there, kind of a good old boys network. All right, dumbest topic we've ever argued about on, on sports radio, the NBA logo. I mean, there's dumb things we fight about, and then there's changing the NBA logo. Adam Silver uh, poured a big old bucket of ice water on that. There are no ongoing discussions right now at the league office about changing the logo. I certainly saw Kyrie Irving's comments. Everything changes over time, so you know nothing's permanently fixed. But the logo is iconic. Even changing the logo 
purely even from a legal standpoint, isn't an easy exercise, not that that should be the impediment. It, it doesn't mean that, again, that we won't turn back and look at it at some point. But to me, I appreciate the sentiments, but it feels like the logo is appropriate right now. Uh, and then a couple of other quick ones. If you're a college basketball fan, we've constantly found or we've constantly been trying to find ways to, I don't want to say require, but at least get a little bit more time with our college basketball players. I I love the baseball model, and I don't know if this would ever work, but if you're not familiar with it, in college baseball, if you decide to go pro out of high school, you can go pro. But if you go to college, you're there for three years. You can't. You can't be drafted until you're you're out of high school for three years. The NFL, regardless of where you are out of high school, you can't be drafted by the NFL um, for three seasons, for three years after you graduated from from high school. So is there any rules, conversations, as we are on the cusp of the start of March Madness, of changing what we thought might be a good fix and it's ended up not really being a good fix, the one-and-done rule for the NBA. On the one-and-done, there have been discussions with the Players Association. Former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, in essence, brought Michelle and I together on that issue, as is well known now. She made a recommendation that we return to 18 as our minimum age. As a result, Michelle and I did discuss it, and we both agreed that as part of the process of looking at a new collective bargaining agreement, we should discuss that issue. You know, you know, if if I'm someone that's like, no, 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 you don't, you don't need to make 18 the minimum age. Keep this one and done going. I, it'd be the G League. I mean, the G League has benefited from this. Now, I'm not saying that they're packing arenas, but you're getting some quality talent straight out of high school that goes to the G League because they don't want to go to college. And then finally, in putting a little cap on Adam Silver from earlier today, uh, what's the optimism like that at some point soon arenas will be full can we guarantee it for next year? Frankly, I'm fairly optimistic at this point that we will be able to start on time and that we have roughly, you know, half of our teams have fans in the arenas right now. And if vaccines continue on the pace they are and they continue to be as effective as they have been against the virus and its variants, we're hopeful that we'll have relatively full arenas uh, next season as well. Numbers of questions surrounding the concern about TV ratings being off almost 2 million viewers, that would be a big fat zero. Maybe if maybe if it struggles again today with the All-Star game, we'll start seeing that conversation piece go beyond just the intrawebs and on social media. Man, I love getting to sit in for Jason Martin. This is a fun show. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Thanks to Chris Perfett. Always good conversations on and off the air. Ryan Bershinger, great job tonight. And Brian Finley as well. Uh, stick around. Brian No, Andy Furman coming up next. They'll take you through what is going to be a, a very interesting 24 hours in the world of college basketball. And Jason will be back next week. I'm back tonight at 10 p.m. Central Time with Arnie Spanier. Until then, have a great Sunday and enjoy Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.